0: Hey everybody! Thanks for joining me today. It's Mark. With me today on my podcast is Garrett Florent. Garrett is the co-owner of RainGuard. RainGuard is a specialty coatings manufacturer. They're out in California. What they make is a really specialty clears. Although not everything they make is clear, but really what they make is specialty clears. And I I wanted to have Garrett on or somebody from RainGuard on because I do think that this is a really interesting niche for retailers. It's a a spot. Uh, where there's probably not a lot of retailers taking advantage of this market, and there is a market here. there's a tremendous amount of anti graffiti coatings that are being sold in this country, and uh there's not a lot of manufacturers and distributors of those products and In addition to that, Garrett and I get into a little conversation about who's buying these products in addition to painters, masons are a tremendous source of revenue for many paint stores, uh particularly paint stores that have. Uh, products like the products that Garrett and his company are making. A lot of these jobs, Mason will uh, put up a wall, whether it's brick or concrete or what have you, and they'll get paid as part of the job to do some sort of sealer. Even if a painting contractor may be brought in after to do some sort of anti-graffiti work or something, the mason still has responsibilities to leave that job finished. And so that really is a, a great opportunity, a little niche of business where a paint retailer can get in there and and expand their offering and, and expand the number of customers, prospectively, uh, that they can reach, as well as expand the offering to the customers that they already have. And so give Garrett a listen. He does a really good job, I think. Of explaining what exactly the opportunity is. I know at, at Tremont Paint, uh, we had a le- nice little niche with uh any graffiti coatings, and, and every uh every year we would sell a couple hundred gallons of these and and make a few dollars. They were always high margin. Every now and again you'd get a big sale, you know, a, a new train station or something. And so these are really opportunities to expand sales and margins with specialty products in general. So Give Garrett a listen. Let me know what you think. Like, subscribe. Brian, put my phone number up there. You can shoot me a text. If there's somebody you want to see on this show, let me know, and I will try to get them on. In the meantime, here's Garrett. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining me. It's Mark. With me on my episode today is Garrett Florent. He is the co-owner of specialty coatings manufacturer RainGuard. Garrett, how are you today?
1: Good. Yourself, Mark? I'm doing
0: well. Thanks. Thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you making the time.
1: Of course. No, thanks for having me. This is a great and, pr- privilege for us. Well, thank you. And so
0: before we get started, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about your career and what brought you uh, to RainGuard?
1: Yeah, well, my, my dad um, started Rain Guard in 1997. Um, actually, that's where he purchased it from the original owner. It was actually another father and son. So he got it in 1997. I kind of I was at that. I'm 33 years old, so I was. Eight, eight years old at the time. Your eight father
0: minutes. was mine. He'd have put you right to work at eight years old. I <laughs> yeah. was sweeping the floors in a paint store when I was eight years old.
1: Exactly. So he picked me up from school I with my friends in the car, and I'd hear him talking about different products and talking to contractors and so on. So kind of grew up in that space. And when I was about 18, I went to work for the company while we were manufacturing out of in Georgia area back then. And just kind of grew up from there I, I did start at the ground level so I started making product in the back, sweeping up like you were saying in the in the factory these days I, you know I, I still like holding on to the sales rep aspect of what I do because I still have a lot of contacts after the last you know 12 years or so you know being in the company a little longer than that yeah so I got I wear a lot of different hats
0: and so that's you Tell us a little bit about Rainguard.
1: Yeah, RainGuard. So we specialize in making clear penetrating sealers, film formers, a lot of protective coatings. The main objective is to supplement what paint stores don't make. You know, we're not going to make primers and paints and exterior interior paints. We're going to make those specialty coatings. Uh, we have gotten more into colors recently, but everything we do is low VOC, waterborne. Uh, we manufacture in Southern California, so we could sell it anywhere in the country. We're not limited by VOCs in any of our coatings.
0: And so what types of products are you making? Are these uh, for, for wood? Are they for concrete? Are they for DIY or for professionals? What is you the know, target per, that you're going for?
1: Yeah, I mean, pretty much everything. I mean, we, we got our, our feet in pretty much every market right now. Uh, we do have a big retail line sold through Amazon, Home Depot, Lowe's a lot of homeowner DIY products, and then we have our our biggest segments, our commercial side, architectural specifications, things like that.
0: And that, I'm assuming, is sold through dealers, correct?
1: Yeah, so we we, we distribute through all the major paint chains. That would be like a Benjamin Moore retailer as an example.
0: Right. And so what is the opportunity for independent retailers, most of whom, obviously, uh, in our segment are, are Benjamin Moore retailers, but what is really the opportunity for them?
1: Well, I think it's supplement sales they're not used to. I think a lot of these stores and it depends on the region. A lot of them look and say, "Well, we make paint we we sell interior exterior paint colors where we get into are more of the specialties uh, a paver ceiling uh, driveway ceiling, garage floor epoxies now um, so we get more into the niche especially uh, items. I guess where they could be missing is they they may be focusing too much on the big the big movers the volume items versus you know there there's um a great market for this. I I like to talk to them about masons. Masons are a big one. Paint stores are advertising to painters, pot and brush guys, commercial painters. Everyone skips the masons. There is a lot to be had there. These guys are building walls. They need to seal the wall or they need a masonry detergent or they're laying concrete down. They need to seal that as an after effect. And there's always a liquid product on those, whether it's a wetting aid to keep the concrete from cracking or a curing aid or just a simple sealer to protect the concrete or the masonry so i think that's kind of the biggest opportunity that they're they're missing is is working with these masons
0: you know for us i had two stores in the bronx before i sold them and and sort of got into this uh you know making this content uh for us we found a a cool little niche in clears you know probably 30 years ago when i first got into the business with anti-graffiti coatings there wasn't anybody who was really committed uh, to stocking and and understanding and making available anti graffiti coatings, and so I I learned a little bit about it and sacrificial and permanent coatings, and took in a short line and and over the course of my career, you know it's it's not a huge category, but you know it's an extra few hundred gallons every year, and you know every few years you you get a thousand gallon order, you know of of something <laughs> like that, right? You know, big uh, a, a big apartment building or you know in the Bronx of You know, big uh, train station or something like that. And, And so that I think is an opportunity for independent retailers, whether it's anti graffiti, which maybe is only suitable in some of the bigger urban markets, but other clears, you're right. I think that paint stores in general don't do a great job in this segment.
1: Well, especially if you're in like a more urban environment, you're you're gonna see those graffiti coatings kick in. Another good one is like maintenance groups. So maintenance other faculty maintenance, like for apartment complexes, need graffiti cleaners to take off, you know, metal and different stuff around around their complex. Same with school districts, that's a big one too. These school districts are constantly cleaning graffiti off. Uh, some of the cleaners they encounter are so aggressive, they'll eat through everything. I know we make one. My biggest pitch with them is, look, there's these signs they are constantly cl- uh, cleaning with graffiti, but they have this clear plastic. And you'll go buy one of these signs and you'll see it just kind of eroding away and cracking and peeling. And you find out they used a cleaner that cleaned the graffiti, but then took off that clear finish on the sign. Right. And then the sun just cracks and peels it. Well, we have one that you would never do that. You can clean it all the time and it wouldn't damage the clear finish. Finding that right product. And what's nice about them is just reorder. They use it. They're day in, day out using it. And then they just call you to reorder.
0: You know, what's interesting about a product line like this is we never stocked a lot of it. You know, I would, I would keep enough on hand to, uh, you know, maybe do a little bit of a sample, maybe be able to make a small sale. If somebody wanted to do a little bit more than a sample. But the bigger sales, you know, everybody waited two or three days and we got it from directly from the manufacturer. If we had enough on hand that we could show how the cleaners work right there on the spot, if we could show how the anti Graffiti products worked, you know, here's a gallon right there on the spot sort of thing. That was enough to uh, get the customers interested and make the sale, like I said, once the truck came in a week later.
1: Of course, of course. Well, and I think that's that's a big point. I mean, I know from a, our perspective, we'll provide samples. Someone calls me and says, hey, I want to approach this school district. Here's some problems or what do you think their problems could be? We'll help guide them. We'll send them samples. Once they're up and running, now now it's pretty simple. You know, keep a little bit in the store so when they walk in, they're ready. Um, but yep. you're, you're funding that with that initial sale anyways.
0: That's a really good point that you made. Because for me, solving problems was always probably the best way to grow my business. Because if I wanted to just sell somebody another can of paint in New York, you know, we were all Benjamin Moore dealers. So if I wanted to sell somebody another gallon of Benjamin Moore paint, I had to do it a little cheaper, deliver it a little faster. I had to do something uh, that could make me stand out in a field where everybody basically had the same thing. But if I could solve a problem for them with a unique product uh, or even with a unique understanding that I might've had, but uh, particularly I was thinking about with unique products You can really add to your sales that way because people will come back if you solve their problems for them.
1: Well, we we have a saying for that called the the nose of the camel getting it in the tent. And the reason they say that is because if in real life, apparently, I've never seen this personally, but if a camel... Puts his nose inside your tent. Before you know it, that camel will be inside the tent fully. Um, so what you're <laughs> describing, you just solve that problem. You, now, when they need to repaint or do a mural, you're more likely to be their go-to. It, it's a lost leader. brings them, You've solved this problem they've had. They're going to go to you for the more simple things.
0: You know, my biggest customer over the entirety of my uh, 30 years in the business, he was a painting contractor who did not know he was having horrible problems on his Uh, jobs he was mostly in the city small areas and paint thinner was a very big problem for him the smell was an enormous problem for him we actually landed him uh by he had no idea there was such a thing as odorless thinners and we we landed him simply enough just by selling the guy 100 gallons of odorless thinners and 30 years later he was still my biggest customer and so (laughs) solving problems uh, brings in business you know of course of course And it makes people loyal to you.
1: Yeah, I I would completely agree. I mean, I do that on a daily basis. You know, we go to shows, and I think the biggest, the biggest is maintenance because graffiti coatings are very niche. I mean, that's yes. probably our more niche. There's not that many manufacturers out there. That's right. Um, thankfully, we have a flavor for anything you'd need, whether it's a penetrating graffiti coating or a film former. But what usually that's kind of my lead-in uh, with the maintenance guys. And and, yes. and I will say our cleaner is very well balanced. It is very effective at removing graffiti, but then not damaging the underlying surface like glass or metal and etching it. Now you have a way bigger problem if you. Etch that surface.
0: And you know, one of the nice things about the anti graffiti products is that they do bring you into even another category, which is the washes and the removers and things for cleaning up the graffiti. So it's a great little niche of products that at least once you're in, it's sort of like the camel. Once you're in, it, it keeps bringing you back into the tent, you know? Of course,
1: of course. And again, there's not that much competition. So there's not, there's right. not that many people who are going to go after your pie there, right? And try to take it.
0: And so a lot of the dealers that are listening, Garrett, deal with industrial products and high performance products. It's a big segment of the independent dealer channel. And I know that that's something that you guys have gotten into recently. Uh, why don't you share a little bit about what you're doing now and where you see that segment going for you?
1: Of course, and a lot of the things we try to do when we're bringing a product to market, there's a lot of aliphatic urethanes, there's a lot of epoxies. It's what, why would you go for, to one company or another? And some of the common problems are lead times. A lot of these companies, especially for, especially for high performance, have long lead times. They're six to eight weeks out. They have to factory tint them. And it's just a big delay. Uh, You're talking when, about like
0: Tanimic and some of the other specialty. try not to and, pick
1: names, but that's who well, I hear all the time,
0: funny. yes. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because I remember them as being notoriously slow. So that's actually why I... Mention that name, which I'm free to do now since I'm retired. So
1: <laughs> I didn't say it. You said it. Exactly. So. <laughs> that's my
0: first amendment, right? To bash to name it.
1: Yes. Amen. Well, so, you know, that's, that's how we typically bring ours to market. So a good example is we have a fluorinated polyurethane. Now it's a high, high UV resistant 15 year color fast warranty. These wow. are high end, you know, application, two components, fluorinated aliphatic urethane for fancy
0: and terms. So- these are opaque coatings that go on a surface, not clears to go
1: on a painted surface, correct? Exactly. And, and a lot it of these high good. performance start getting into colors uh, where we've really refined that is, Well, first off, lead time. I mean, we're, we've always been very quick to ship. You order from us, even in large orders, it's going to ship in a day or two. But in this case, it's actually tintable by the store. But it, you know, it allows you that flexibility. So you can have yeah. a tint base, you can match it. And then now you can be you know rocking and rolling, duplicating that on the project. And duplicating it, right? That's the important yeah. part. Exactly. Now you're just, following the formula with that tint base for that job. So um, that's the biggest point I would say. Now second, we have zero VOC, water based, no prop sixty five statements. We everything we make, we try to have that pitch to it. My dad, Claude, the owner, uh, he's he's had many friends that you'd wash your hands in acetone, you know, 20, 30 years ago to get the paint yeah. off. And these people are not around today. And I think that's a that's a shame. It's we're here to work To create a living so we can have a family, have a lifestyle, do what we want to do. And a lot of contractors, they've told me straight point blank, if it doesn't smell bad, it doesn't work well. I'll I'll say for 10, 15 years ago, that was pretty much true. These days, the technology and water-based is unbelievable. You can have a a no odor, zero VOC waterborne that does the same as a solvent-based Thousand grams per liter product. Your Which, by the way, those very, are the
0: products but... that I grew up with. I mean, regular alkyd wall paints were a thousand grams per liter when I was your age.
1: Right, right. I we had no smoking change. policy
0: in the store just because it was that store was always ready to blow. You know, <laughs> yeah.
1: And you always see that one guy. Well, once a year, I always see someone yeah. at the gas station smoking, <laughs> and you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> exactly,
0: exactly. <laughs> and so, what's the opportunity for retailers there? Who's using those products? How do you get in front of a customer if you're a retailer who's interested in in getting into the some of the industrial products that you and I are talking about now? Who's the customer that
1: they need to have? Yeah, typically these are more commercial oriented. These are going to be specified products. They're going to show up at a high performance, you know, section nine spec. I'd say the heavy lifting is on our part to get those specs. You know, we have architectural reps, they're going after master specs. That way when the stores, hey, here's Rangard listed, that's right, we can we can buy that and sell it to our contractor. Uh, I think especially with the fluorinated polyurethanes, a lot of stores are used to just skipping that section because, oh, Tanemic or Sherwin are just gonna steal those sections because they have right. them
0: you feel like you can compete in that section in that oh, section oh for sure
1: yeah it's just going to say i mean yeah we're going to be we're going to be at least equal cost per square foot we're actually technically trending lower right now but then that lead time is massive i mean you picture a guy's doing a, a big job and then he needs a couple of gallons to touch up you're going to take 6 to 8 weeks and he's fronting right. all the money of his labor he's not getting his contract paid until he's done the the checklist he's he's got cash out the, the door he's got to wait another month and a half two months That's untenable for many contractors.
0: And so let's talk about how you guys distribute Rain
1: Garden. We have a master price list, has all the pricing. If a Benjamin Moore retailer reached out to us, you know, one of the purchasing or the owner, whoever it may be, we would get them pricing So set them all up. Then they obviously go quote if they're working on a job. But, you know, we typically we don't have because we're so architectural based, we're spec based, driven. We don't have a whole lot of shelf space. We do extremely well on the retail side, but on the commercial side, it's not something easy for someone to go grab and go or, um, you know, get it locally for a smaller job. It's typically special ordered. That being said, we have a lot of incentives like free freight programs, uh, discounts, on all your orders if you have a stock program with us, too. So we're really trying to drive that. That way, it it has a couple side effects. Those smaller jobs you'll be able to capture because they don't have to wait a couple days. They're not going to hem and haw. They just buy it and go. Uh, But then also, we get more branding out there. So we're willing to give up margin to get that branding, at least for the pot and brush guys, because we don't get a lot of pot and brush.
0: And so all of those dealers are free to come to you directly. They don't uh, uh, have to buy through distribution.
1: Not at all. No, we don't do like a third, a three-stepper like Lancaster or some of those others. Yeah.
0: That's a, a great way to end it. Garrett Florent, you're the co-owner of RainGuard. thanks so much for joining me on my show today. Do you have any final words for dealers?
1: Of course, and you no, know, thanks for having me, Mark. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, I, I would say reach out. That's that's the biggest thing. Let's get the conversation started. We can get you literature samples. We can we can discuss what targets you're going to go after, and we can help give you those tools. We we really want to partner with you. My direct email is just my first name: G A R R E T T. Two R's and two T's in Garrett. At rainguard.com, R A I N G U A R D.com. Uh, and then my cell phone, if you prefer that, which I always say, if you can call, why email if you could just call someone? Um, my number is 949 278
0: 1559. So, Garrett <laughs> Florent of Rainguard, thank you so much for joining me today. I do appreciate the time.
1: Of course. Well, no, thank you so much, Mark. Appreciate your time as well.